and welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Monday morning. We've got your NBA action covered from All-Star Weekend. I'm Zach Harper, joined by Nitsan Bloodstein. we got Rob Lopez giving out 50s. Coming up today on the Ding, Jason Tatum has the most skills, Joe Harris has the most points, and Hamadou Diallo has the most hops. But first, the big All-Star comeback happens in the Queen City. Team LeBron down 20 points. Comes back and wins 178 over Team Giannis, 164. This was a big one, Nitz. Oh, my God. The drama, the intrigue, the scoring runs, the threes, the dunks. Kevin Durant wins MVP with 31 points. Giannis had 38 points. Dame took 17 shots. All threes got hot at one point, was hitting shots from the logo. Uh, Chris Middleton had six threes. He hit 20 points. Paul George had 20 points and a 360. Uh, What was the highlight for your all-star viewing experience? Can I just say that doubling Steph in an all-star game is hands down one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Like you're not playing defense at all. It's all-star. Nobody cares, but you're doubling Steph up like half court, which is just, man, that's funny. Um, do it. yeah, but highlight has to be that, uh, Steph bounce pass to Giannis. He jumped. Oh, God. Here's Curry with a high bounce pass. Yo, that was crazy. I did not think that he was going to clear that at all. And then it just went down. And I'm like, okay, play of the night. I don't really care who wins. Um, yeah, that was team LeBron was, won though. That I, was I mean, crazy. Yeah, I guess like, I just, I don't, I'm never shocked if any all-star team wins. It's like, you know, one team yeah, take it on. more serious at the right time than the other team. And <laughs> exactly. You know, like, but LeBron drafted well and Giannis drafted all the like happy go lucky guys. Yeah, he did. That's true. That's true. Yeah, Yeah, he ended up with guys like, you know, Vucevic, who nobody wants. Uh, Oh, that's a little shout out to my Orlando fans tonight. Oh, my God. You guys are so in your feelings. What happened? Why is Orlando so angry? That was a great part of uh, All Star, was just watching you go at it with, like, an all of South Florida on Twitter tonight. Oh, God. No, it's not even South Florida. I respect South Florida. It's Central Florida. Central Florida, my like they bad. They have gas stations with baby gators, which I will say is a fun experience. Like I went into a Central Florida gas station and there were baby gators like this tank. And it's a little sad, but at the same time, like it's a baby gator. It's kind of adorable. I think it's I think it's something all gas stations should have. Uh, no, the, yeah, the Orlando Magic thing was just so funny to me. Like I just I really didn't expect all eight of those people to be so angry. He's got stands, man. I don't I even guess think KD so. has that many stands online. I've never Oh my seen. God. It is crazy that he's got more stands than KD. I mean, you're out here. I don't know if I could, can we just talk about this? Cool. You're out here with your tweet, getting screenshot, putting on Instagram yeah. and people attacking you. Like you said something bad about Beyonce and people make jokes about KD daily. Nothing. I and Vucevic, Vucevic. And I like, I would have understood if it was, you know, like, People from his country, which just people from from Central Florida, you know. Just incredible content. Easy, easy. Uh, um, other is, than that, was, why did why did they play Russ so much? Why was uh, Russ playing that much? I don't know. Come can on. you really can you really get Russ to check out of an All Star game? Can we force some rule against it? That like, was so painful to watch at one point. I don't even care if those shots were landing. There's five talented guys on the court, four other than him, and he's taking all yeah. those shots. You missed a bunch of lives too. Um, yeah, <laughs> it was it was weird. Dunk. Yeah, oh. it's weird. Like, cause like I don't think Mike Budenholzer wanted to be there. Not that he like doesn't <laughs> like. It, I really think he wanted to be on vacation. I was. I think he was hoping Nick Nurse would end up there because Bud just wanted to be on like a beach somewhere. Um, right. So I don't know how much coaching actually goes into this. 
there's no coaching in the all-star game, but maybe you could pull a guy if he's bricking every single thing and he's yeah. bricking layups. And uh, cool. it's just painful to watch. It's an all-star game. Let someone else go off. Maybe two cool geriatric moments. We had the off the backboard lob from Dwayne Wade to LeBron, which I, uh, you know, Wade almost recreated that iconic photo from when they were on the heat together. Like he could have just kept running instead he broke it off. So we didn't get that photo. Um, but then the other one was like Dirk got hot randomly hit like three threes in the first half. Right. That um, was so awesome. I was, three like, three. I was really hoping I just got to the point. I forgot that there was a point where Damian Lillard threw a lob to Anthony Davis and it almost went in. It all, I don't like, even remember that. It almost banked it in <laughs> the first quarter. Just what a mess this is. Um, <laughs> we played it on, on TNT. I, that's what I love about the All-Star game. It is a beautiful mess. Like I know people are like, oh, it's not that competitive and oh, it's so boring and all this stuff. Like I get that. Like if you're looking for an actual basketball game, it, this is not the game for you. But I do kind of enjoy just how how stupid it is at times. Right. It's supposed to be fun. It's seeing all your favorite players and it's getting guys like Steph and Giannis that as much as Warriors Twitter like to joke are never going to be on the same team together. Getting to see those kind of plays and those guys play on the same team is awesome. A free agent in four years. I don't know. I don't know. Listen, I'm going to start Photoshopping in a couple of years, so we'll see. Oh, I'd be shocked if Andy Lou hadn't already done it. Oh, uh, I'm sure. <laughs> he has a I'm whole sure. folder. Right, exactly. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> all the hugs, all the dabs. I've probably just had that video of him drafting Steph on loop in his apartment somewhere. Oh, man. Uh, guaranteed. I'm sure it's a mess. Uh, next season, uh, the All-Star game is in Chicago. Uh, are we worried about the weather? This is going to be cold. It's cold every year. And they had it in Toronto. I think they'll be fine in Chicago. True. Yeah, just stay away from the lakes. Hey, guys, join us every single Wednesday for the back-to-back Wednesday challenge. Where, you ask? FanDuel. FanDuel.com slash B2B. You sign up. You put five bucks in your account. They're going to put five bucks in your account. Now you have $10, and you can go join B2B listeners every single Wednesday. What happens if you win? Not only do you get money, you get to join us on the Friday mailbag answer questions, ask questions, chop it up. Uh, Jade doesn't know how to kick people off the pot anyway, so you can really stay there all day if you want to. It's really your world, but you've got to go to FanDuel.com slash B2B, play in the back-to-back Wednesday challenge, win, and join us on the mailbag. And with that said, because it's All-Star Week and, and there are no games on Wednesday, we're running it Thursday, so join us Thursday. All right, Nitz, let's get into the news from All-Star Weekend. we got to start off with Anthony Davis under fire getting questions. And, of course, asked about not having the Boston Celtics on his list. And what did he say? Somebody had told me that you had mentioned maybe the Celtics being on that list. I just wanted to clarify. Uh, is that, is that uh, made on the list or uh, they not 20, on the list? Uh, 29 other teams are on my Everyone's list. Everyone's on the like, list. I don't have a preferred destination. Um, like I said, I, I, I just want to win. You know, they ask me big market, small market. I don't care. You know, I want to win, you know, and obviously whatever team, you know, I get traded to, um, you know, play for it that year or whatever. If if I get traded, I'm not sure, but um, just make the best of it. And then, you know, when free agency come, see what happens. You know, um, you know, I can't tell the future, but all 29 teams are on the list. What do we do with this? I, he's just playing the game, right? Yeah. Players are going to say whatever players want to say. I'll believe it when I see it. I still think that he ultimately wants to win. And I think that's the best truthful thing that he said so far, but we'll see, we'll see where he goes. He said it himself. Like he's not going to resign with just any team. And I think that if he has his eyes set on a specific team, whether or not he gets traded there, then we should watch out for it in free agency. Yeah. I, I mean, I still think like, so some people saying that 
the Pelicans are going to lose trade leverage at some point is the longer this goes on. I just don't believe it because it's Anthony Davis. I didn't believe it with Kawhi Leonard. Like, I just think that you're acquiring such an amazing player that the offers will always be high because one team will try to outbid the next team. And so right. I just, I don't, and more people I just can don't. actually offer things in July. Yeah. It's easier to make a deal. It's easier to add a bunch of players to the roster, all that stuff. So I, yeah, I don't, I don't really buy that. If you, if you're a Pelicans reporter though, right. And you get a chance to ask AD a follow up there later in the day, you got to be like, seriously, 29 teams, you want to get traded to Memphis <laughs> or Orlando? Like that's gotta be the question, right? Oh man, that must be so brutal. He just wants to go anywhere, but yeah, yeah. you're right. It's not 29 other teams. It's just a sound bite. Right, exactly. Uh, but it's cool to know that he'd consider Boston for maybe a year being contractually obligated to play there. That's good to know. Uh, no, listen, let's say they win in Boston. He stays. I see that. You you never oh, know. Paul sure, George went sure. to OKC. But is but but is Kyrie going to be with him? No, Kyrie's going to the Knicks with Katie. Right, exactly. So then I don't know. If Kyrie's not there, I just I don't know. I think he I think he would leave anyway. But you you're right. You never know. If they win, then that's hard to leave. Uh, speaking of ownership of a situation, this works. LeBron <laughs> says he'll be an owner someday. Says there's no maybe about it. That's going to happen. Uh, he said it a little more colorfully than that. Um, this is according to Joe Varden of The Athletic, who did a great job on a great profile of LeBron and his uh, his business ventures and trying to you know accumulate the wealth to be able to be in a position to join Michael Jordan as an NBA owner. Magic Johnson in there said, uh, having, my, having Michael in Charlotte is great and it's special, but we need more. LeBron would be outstanding as the second player to be an owner in our league. We need more African-Americans for sure. And LeBron would just be fantastic to become the next owner after he leads the Lakers to an NBA championship, of course. Oh, magic. You, you rascal. Uh, I would say this. Um, it's crazy to think a player can become an owner, right? Like I, I don't think like we kind of talk about it as a normal thing because Michael Jordan did it. But the idea that someone would start their NBA career, not as like, the heir of a billionaire, right. And would create enough success and wealth and sponsorships and all and business decisions, all this stuff to then have enough money to buy an NBA team in today's NBA, or I guess tomorrow's NBA with the skyrocketing prices of, of teams. Like that's crazy. Like, I don't think we realize how insane that idea is. And yet it's entirely possible. That's what makes it so much cooler, though, especially LeBron and where he came from and what he's built himself up to be and the player that he is and the person that he is. I think if anyone that could pick any player right now to own a team, LeBron would be top up there. Follow up question, though, who would tamper more Ooh. as a front office guy, LeBron as an owner or magic in whatever capacity he is in the future? So Joe Varden had a, had a great like breakdown of like who would end up being in that management and in that ownership for, for LeBron's team. And at some point says like Rich Paul would be a high level, you know, management uh, position in the team, but only, only after he's done being like a super agent essentially, which then man, like that doesn't mean those timelines are going to work out. So are we just going to call him like, you know, the Cleveland clutch or whatever it ends up being like, what's that? Oh my God. We're going to call him like the Seattle super tamper or something. (laughs) It's going to be awesome. Super Super tamper. A lot of room for jokes that are inappropriate online. I don't know about that. (laughs) That's uh, that's, you know, you've got to absorb some issues there. Uh, but if, if, uh, yeah, if this, if this happens, like it's interesting to think like all the stuff LeBron has kind of put franchises through directly or indirectly to then be the one on the, or on the receiving end of that, I would be fascinated to know how that works out. And then, uh, speaking of 
player trades and demands. Adam Silver says he's done with public trade demands. Essentially said, I would just say blanketly, no, I don't like trade demands and I wish they didn't come. And I wish all those matters were handled behind closed doors. Said, of course, teams uh, also blindside players too and trade them. I think the issue ultimately is that whether it be a team or a player not meeting a contractual obligation, I mean, that's something I think you just don't want to see as a league, even if it's a one-year contract or a five-year contract. That's a commitment the player makes and that's a commitment the organization makes to the player with a guaranteed contract. I recognize and I think it's perfectly appropriate that conversations take place behind closed doors where players and their agents are saying to management, it's my intention to move on for whatever reasons. Um, yeah, like it. This is obviously a very sensitive situation with a public trade demand. That's why it's not allowed in the CBA. That's why Anthony Davis was fined fifty thousand dollars for this. Um, but I don't know that you can just say I don't like player. I don't like trade demands just because one got out. Right. I mean, there's more than just one got out. But if he's talking about the very public nature of this trade demand specifically, this was a complete mess. I don't really know how you stop it though. It's one thing to say, you know, I don't like all these leaks and whatever was happening behind closed doors. I don't think that we personally know everything that was going on, but this was just a mess. I don't know. You, I don't know. I, no, I don't know. I, I, I think it's just such a tricky situation. Like uh, trade demands are going to happen. They should. Yeah. Happen. I think you can make them. You should make them. Just and I think it's tough to say, be- make them all behind closed doors because guys use leaks and they use the media to right. help them leverage a situation. I just think that whatever happened with AD, and I'm not talking about AD requesting a trade. I think that players should absolutely take ownership of their future and they should make it clear when they want something. But we both know that this entire situation was insane in the public eye. And that, I think, is what maybe Adam Silver wants to try and avoid happening. But I just don't see how you can unless you start restricting the agents from talking to media players about ongoing trade talks, which just makes no sense either. All right, everybody, it's crunch time. March 2nd, Saturday, after the Sloan Analytics Conference in Boston, at the Middle East in Boston, we're doing a live show. It's going to be a lot of fun. We may have like a Pablo Torre there. We may have a Henry Abbott there. You got to show up and find out. And the way you show up is you buy tickets. We have general admission tickets on sale now. You go to the Count the Dings Twitter page. You go to Jade Hoy's Twitter page. You can get that Twitter link. But come join us March 2nd, Middle East in Boston. You're not going to want to miss this show. They're always better than the last one. All right, let's get to the events from All-Star Weekend, starting Friday with Team USA 161, Team World 144. Wow, poor showing from Team World. you got to play some more defense, guys. Kyle Kuzma wins the MVP after dropping 35 points. Jason Tatum had 30 points. De'Aaron Fox had 16 assists. Trey Young, 25 points, 10 assists off the bench. Ben Simmons had 28 points. But Nitz didn't attempt a three. You're in a meaningless game. Go attempt a three. Listen, nobody needs to see that. I mean, we got a we got a game in which Larry Markkinen had a windmill dunk. You can't attempt one goddamn three. Come on. No, nobody needs to see a Simmons jumper ever. I'll be honest with you. If you're trying to see good basketball at this point. All right. What about a floater from three point range? Can't throw one of those up. (laughs) You can do do some crazy things. And you're right. There were this is basically a blowout. It would have been nice to see him attempt maybe anything remotely resembling a jumper or a three. But I'm not mad that we didn't. That's fair. Uh, Jason Tatum has the most skills in the NBA. Nits. It's been decided because he won the, he won the skills competition. That's what that means. He beat out Trey young in the final uh, Trey young won the Hawks trade by beating Luka Doncic in the semifinals. Doncic took down Kyle Kuzma, who was the MVP of uh, the rising stars game. So a real human centipede of, of accomplishments here on, uh, on all-star weekend. You uh, had to Yoke- use human centipede there. 
Absolutely. Jokic beat uh, Vucevic, which is shocking because he's so good. Tatum beat Mike Conley. Young beat De'Aaron Fox. Uh, and the best part about this was not the winner, not whatever, but Luka Doncic took a half court shot every time. He took a runner from half court every single time. And I think that's the way to go. You should really try to like hit that half court shot before the other guy can shoot and then run up and take a three point shot when you miss it. That's what's lame though, is that the only thing that matters in the skills competition is that final shot. Cause guys are just missing three passes and then going on to the next uh, challenge, which is pretty lame. Also, how many Vucevic shots are you going to get off in this pod before someone aggregates every single one? Aggregate That's my every single one. Orlando. <laughs> aggregate every single Vucevic shot every single on your one. Instagrams. Ladies By the and way, Joe Harris is the greatest shooter in the world. Let's hear it for the bearded wonder. The lumberjack uh, wins the three point shootout. Steph had the best, the best first round. He, I mean, this was a pornographic 27 points. It was sexual to watch him. You are really here with the, with these words today. You got, you, oh my God. you got pornographic. Yeah, I, that's how I felt watching him shoot. It was, I mean, I, you know. I mean, yeah, watching Steph shoot flustered. threes like that is a religious experience. Joe Harris was amazing, though, but even he kind of gave credit later. And he said the coolest part is beating the greatest shooter of all time in a yeah. three-point contest, which is awesome. That's big time. Buddy Heald, in, uh, Buddy Heald joined Joe Harris and Steph in the finals. He had 26 in the first round. Joe Harris had 25. Heald had just 19 in the final round. Harris put up 26. Curry had a chance to tie it on the money rack. He needed to run the money rack at the end to tie up and force another final. Uh, but he only ended up with a, a pitiful 24 points. Um, should this be three rounds? I feel it used to be three rounds, and it used to be shooters shooting at the same time on you know different ends of the court. I I kind of like the old format. Um, I don't know. It just feels a little a little too individual to me. I don't like when they shoot at the same time. I think you a lot run to keep into up a lot with. of yeah, exactly. You also run into a lot of problems with that. I would like it to be three rounds, though. I think the three point contest has become one of the cooler parts of All Star Weekend. Yeah, so you have the best of all time competing in it. So why not get a little bit more, right? Yeah, go to like Maybe. eight eight players to four in the second round and the final two, right? Exactly. Like that's probably the way to go. Uh, and then, by the way, Hamadou Diallo, he's your new dunk champ. What a what a dunk contest. What a, what a, what a super deserved for Diallo though. Yeah, he was great. He was actually, he was legitimately good. Uh, John Collins had a cool first dunk and then he crashed into an airplane in his second (laughs) dunk. I mean, just John, what are you doing? Just a little bit extra with the scarf and the goggles and the hat. If you have to know whether or not you can see through the goggles like that killed me. Uh, Diallo had uh, a couple of crazy ones. He had to catch off the corner of the backboard with the windmill in the first round. He jumped over Shaq for the elbow dunk and revealed the Superman shirt. Dennis Smith Jr. did some cool dunks, but it took a lot of attempts to do. So it kind of, I think we're all good on him in the dunk contest. He did not deserve to be in the final over Collins for that. Collins got cheated on the first dunk with the score. And then crashed. Dennis Smith Jr. Yes, he crashed. Yes, he crashed. yes, I get it. But you know what? That was still cooler if than watching cr- Dennis you, Smith Jr. No. Take if like you, 20 attempts for like no. three dunks throughout the it's, night. I will fight you on this. If you crash <laughs> the thing you're jumping over, you do not deserve to move on to the next round. I just oh refuse my God. to believe that. Uh, Miles, you know what? If you Bridges, missed 10 of them. You don't deserve to go into the next round. That's also fair. It should have just been Diallo doing a dunk contest by himself in the last (laughs) round. Uh, Miles Bridges was cool. He just couldn't hit the dunks at at certain points. In the final round, uh, Diallo was just doing 
he was doing cool stuff for like in games, but it wasn't crazy, crazy like dunk contest dunks. But you really got to see power and athleticism with everything he did. And everyone complaining about the dunk contest and oh, it's not good anymore. We have Zion Williamson and uh, John Morant next year. We're yeah, gonna- I also saw uh, Samus Fendiari, friend of the show, mention it that it's cool because in the three point contest, you got all the guys that are the best of all time doing it. And then in the dunk, talk, dunk contest, you got a bunch of guys that people don't necessarily know about as much. So it'd be awesome to see your faves in the dunk contest. It's just never going to happen. Sure. But we'll get Zion next year and it's going to be ridiculous. So we'll be Way we'll- better. Line of the weekend. Uh, man, there's a lot of, a lot of ways we can go here. Uh, Steph revealing to Mike Budenholzer that was caught on camera that James Harden doesn't like playing the style of basketball he's playing. He wished he played in more of a warrior system. It's interesting though, because like I, I talked to, uh, I was talking to James in fact, like obviously complimenting him what he's yeah. doing. First thing he said was like, yeah, this is fun, but I want to, I want to play different. Like, yeah. Like I'm by myself, whatever, hero ball. But, like if people want to play like that, there's no, a it's system it's- where they actually can um, that's a good one. Steph saying he needed a nap after a pregame 360 dunk. Oh. All right, I'm done for the rest of the night. I need a nap. I need a nap. Dirk saying Team World needs to share the ball, not dribble 20 times like Luka Doncic during the Rising Stars game. I want us to share the ball a bit and not one guy dribble it 20 times and hoist something up like Luka does with the Mavs. We had uh, Reggie on Glenn Rice saying it looks like he ate a shooter. That's a shot fired. That was rude. Uh, what's your line of the weekend? I got to give it to Steph with I need a nap after a pregame 360 dunk. But line of the night for real, Steph did a reverse dunk at the end of the all-star yeah, game. Yeah, he did. Off the bounce, right? Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, Steph can dunk, you guys. Uh, my, li- my line of the night. Got to go to Vucevic. Four points on two of two shooting. <laughs> you five were so points. annoying. So a steal, no turnovers in 12 minutes, man. Just for anyone that's trying to keep up, Zach 100% has claimed, has like declared war on all of Central Florida right now. All nine of you. Make sure you like <laughs> us on Facebook, facebook.com slash count the ding. Subscribe to the back to back podcast feed. We got a new Buds on Tuesday. We got Nerdishy Road on Thursday, Mailbag on Friday. Go to the Black Opinions Matter Monday feed. On the, it's a separate feed, but you can find it on all podcast platforms. Subscribe, rate, review to that. Do the same to this podcast, The Daily Ding. We have Kian Fahey's NFL pod, The Interceptable, which we'll be doing a free agency pod pretty soon. We have The House of Strauss, which was fantastic with Marcus Thompson last week. It's so good. Go download that. And, of course, pack your knives with Tom Haverstrow and Kevin Arnovitz. Uh, you can't get enough of that. Thanks for waking up with us. Glad you had a good All-Star weekend. Sorry the dunk contest you know, annoyed you, but take your vitamins, uh, eat your egos, brush your teeth, do all that stuff. Nitsy, got to sign up? Ding, ding. Who's a bitch? No. <laughs>